0: Welcome to take another look with
1: Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadiok Malo with a genuine conversation about what's missing from the human connection. Let's join Melanie and Gerda now. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Take Another Look podcast. And today. As usual, my name is Gerda Felix, and today I am with my wonderful co-host. Melanie Tadde-Malo. Today, our subject is a very important subject. But before I move on, I would like to know, how are you doing, Melanie? I'm doing well,
0: thanks, Gerda yourself?
1: I am doing well, thank you. The reason I wanted to make sure that Melanie is doing well, our theme today is about mental health. It is an important subject, especially after this pandemic that we all have experienced. Mental health is a subject that everybody talks about. And in our episode today, I wanted to talk about it. What is mental health? It includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, how we feel, how we act. And it also helps to determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make healthy choices. When you hear about what I just said, doesn't don't you think that it covers everything, Melanie?
0: It does. It really does. And, you know, I, I know mental health has been, I'm going to call it a buzzword, for the next last few years, or more than that. And again, people, you know, still have the stigma with it. And after years and years of us fighting in the disability world, uh, to have mental health covered under a a disability for different um, insurance purposes, things like that to be seen and heard, because again, you cannot see mental health conditions. Mm -hmm. And when people are struggling, it's invisible. So we really fought hard for so many years, but yet still, even though so many of us, one in four people in the world are experiencing Mm. mental health issues. It's just staggering to see that stigma still there, but it is so powerful. What you just described, I was like, yeah, yeah, all of it.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it it touches on every part of our life. You know, you can have, for example, mental health, um, mood disorders, (laughs) such as depression. You know, we usually hear a lot about bipolar. We hear about those big terms, but there are also anxiety disorders, Mm -hmm. personality disorders, psychotic disorders. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. When we start feeling, and and it is important that (laughs) that we, we talk about it because it affects us. It affects our life. Wouldn't you, th- wouldn't you say, Melanie? Oh, it totally
0: does. You know, it's so funny because nobody really talks about it. And I'm going to be totally vulnerable here and just be honest. So years ago, after my stroke, my family, some members, suffered from depression, anxiety. And I was like, oh, it's just a state of mind. Get over it. Suck it up, buttercup. Move on. I really didn't get it. Because in my mind, what I was dealing with was so hard. And da, 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 da. But until I personally went through going through some mental health challenges and suffered from severe anxiety and stress and panic attacks, the power of the mind and what it has on us, we don't have a choice. It happens if we're not taking care of our mental health. Mm -hmm. And it's
1: a scary place. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, I am not an expert in mental health. I better say this right now. However, I will also talk to you today, put on my hat on (laughs) of spiritual life coach, because you see, I believe that first of all, everything starts in the spiritual, meaning what you cannot see. Yeah. Okay. You cannot see your emotions and yet you feel them and the feeling of your emotions allow you to move through what you are going through, okay, what you are experiencing. However, many of us, what we do, instead of feeling our feelings, we block them. Because, you know, we always want to be nice to start with. We always want to be positive. That's another thing. And because of that, we are blocking our feelings. Mm -hmm. And by blocking them, what they, what they do, they put us in a state of depression. And that much I know. Not only I know it because that's what I have studied, but I also know it because I went through it. You know, when, when I was trying to believe that everything was fine, that's what I was trying to believe during this pandemic, everything was fine. Everything was fine because you know what? I am good at home. I have a problem being by myself. Everything is is fine. Everything is fine because really my my life did not change that much during the pandemic. I still went to work, although where I work, there were only two of us in the office when usually there would be 40. (laughs) Okay, so that's a change. I still played volleyball. But how many times were we told, okay, stay home, not go go now, God, play? (laughs) Okay. I had to personally, because I was playing volleyball, then I had to take the vaccine. That was another change, but I still believe I was good until I realized that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And it's only when I started to acknowledge what was happening. In me, not to me, but in me, that's when I was able to take the decision to do what I need to do, which means to go and see you know, a therapist, to go and see a counselor, if that's what you choose, to go and see a psychologist, whoever that you need to consult, to work with in order for you to get better, because it is important that we do so. Oh, yes.
0: But Gerda, how did you know what, what tipped you off that you were struggling?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. I will share with you the um, different—not stages, but different uh, ways that you can know if you are in a depressive depressive state. Okay, let me find my notes because. I saw this from a post and I thought that was very, that was very good the way they expressed it. What does depression feel like? You don't want to live, but you don't want to die. You don't want to talk to anyone, but you feel very lonely. You wake up in the morning and simply wait for the night to come. And yet, You want to sleep, but then when it's time for you to sleep, you you cannot sleep. Okay? Those are some examples of how depression feel like. And some people, like myself, I am a very high, uh, how can I say, achieving person even through depression. Mm -hmm. Because I could be crying before I go to work and work during the day and cry when I'm coming back from work and, and do my regular stuff. For me, depression, when you are in a state of depression is when it feels like you know what you need to do, but you cannot bring yourself to do what you know you need to do. So you ask me, how did I know? Well, I felt like I lost my joy because I am, in most of the time, I would say a big portion of the time, I am very joyful and positive. not you know I got to be positive yes. <laughs> but I'm a very joyful and positive the way I look at life mm-hmm. and when I realize mm, that wasn't happening anymore, that's when I realize okay there is a problem. Mm-hmm. There is a problem because I did not have this zest Life that I usually have. And when that happens, I know for me, it is time to start taking care of myself. Not what, I don't know, Harry or John or whoever wants, but what I want. Mm -hmm. And that's when it's important because in those moments, this is what I also realized I have been given so much of myself that there wasn't much to give anymore.
0: Yes. Draining, isn't it? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. It is draining.
0: For sure. For me, when I was going through uh, my my situation, it was a number of years ago, my manifest physically. So I wasn't sad. I wasn't down. I did not not want to do. I was doing, 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 but I wasn't dealing with the emotions. So it manifested into an actual seizure, physical mm-hmm. seizure, and then panic attacks to the point where I couldn't leave my house. I sh- shook and all of it just came physically. So it's different for everybody, absolutely, but it's still all the same things. We need to address what we're feeling. And when you just shove it down, it festers and just sits there and you don't feel. So then it, in my case, it came out through this seizure thing, pseudo seizures, they call them. Mm-hmm. And really it's scary because you don't have control over your mind. It's, mine was constantly going, wouldn't shut down. I couldn't sleep. I didn't want to do anything, dishes, oh my gosh, forget about the dishes. <laughs> <You know, laughs> you know, Grocery shopping, oh, forget it, you know, all those things. And just the thought of having to cook, what? <laughs> No, all those things, but it's like you said, things you have to do, but you just don't want to do them. But I still did them because it was, ah, it's just what you have to do, just get through it, but
1: not addressing it, just letting it fester is what got me end. Hmm. Yes. And, you know, for me, the other thing I realized, I am someone who does my bed every morning. That's the way it's always been. But during the pandemic, not so much. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, I was like, I'll do my bed once a week. Oh, interesting. <laughs> OK, I every morning to do my bed. Yeah, no. But I know that's not me. Well, it was me. OK, because I was the one doing it. And Mm -hmm. that's where, when I take responsibility, because if I kept saying that I'm really not like that, Mm -hmm. and yet the results show something else, well, then it's time for me to really look in the mirror and say, okay, what are you going to do next? Because the other, the other example or the other way that it could show up is if you are hoarding, you have a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and you're hoarding them. And when I, for me, that was a big, that's, that's the biggest one because I realized I have a lot of stuff. Okay. But I'm not using them. Mm -hmm. Therefore I'm hoarding, which is not a good step, a good um, place to be. And once you start to recognize this, because recognizing is the first step. Mm-hmm. acknowledging this is what I'm going through this is how I'm feeling this is it, it's not it's I love acknowledging and the reason I love it it's because I always say when people talk to me when I'm in session with my clients when they say well this is what I am noticing this is what I am acknowledging I always say yay <laughs> this is such a great place to be and they think I'm because <laughs> <they think laughs> I'm, I'm celebrating something and I'm like but you did not know that before. Mm -hmm. The fact that you have come to that realization is something to celebrate. So celebrate the fact that you are realizing that the state you are in now, it's not the state that you want to continue to be. That's the first step.
0: But then when you acknowledge it, Gerda, What do you what okay? So yes, we can talk to somebody, and that's definitely beneficial. And we all need somebody, not our friends, not our family, because of course they're gonna sugarcoat everything and say it's okay, it'll pass, it's it's just part of process, and they're not going to give you anything useful to help guide you through the process of coping and dealing with the emotions because that's what it is, it's a process. But so we find somebody, we talk to them, and you know, of course, we know there are all medications if necessary, if that's something that people need to go to. Um, so it's nothing to be sh- ashamed of, because some people just need that extra chemical help with it. Uh, but not everybody's comfortable with that. So, your thoughts? what else can they do?
1: Well, I, I think the first, apart from acknowledging, definitely, you need to talk to someone, talk to a professional. Yeah. And why? Because there are certain things you you cannot see there are certain things you don't know and by talking to a professional they will bring you there they will take you there because as you get new perspective as you are making discovery about yourself then they are there's going to be a change Yes, but it's important yes
0: right
1: but i was going to say yes and sometimes It could be medication because it could be also a physical imbalance or, you know, however you want to call it. It could be an imbalance. So sometimes, yes, it could be medication, but it's not necessarily medication in all cases. Mm -hmm. That's why it's important for you to speak to a professional.
0: Yes, absolutely. And one thing I learned, Gerda, is they're not going to solve your problems for you. They're going to help you address what's going on and you'll work through it because I thought I was going to go in and they're going to tell me "Okay, do this this you'll be fine
1: it's mm. much more
0: than that yes <laughs> they, they ask questions and they sit and they listen and I'm like give me an answer they want you to find your own answer so let's just be prepared for that it's a lot of work
1: yes it (laughs) yeah i love this it's a lot of work (laughs) and the reason i love this many people say to me you make it sound like it's so easy no Mm -hmm. i've never i've never said it was and Mm i'm and i've said that before and i am repeating it again i will never say that going to therapy discovering who you are talking to a professional Really take the time to go within. I will never say that it is easy, okay? But it is a beautiful process, and I say it's beautiful mm-hmm. because it's messy, it's frustrating, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you you will you will not understand yourself because you are becoming, you know, and that's why it's because you don't. You no longer want to stay where you are and you want to move forward in where you want to go in life. Therefore, there's going to be a struggle and be open to that struggle and know that because you are seeing someone, a professional, then you have someone with you. And also you can involve the people that you can trust in on that journey with you. And I would say it's important. You can, you can. I went to a four day seminar one long time ago, (laughs) and it started Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, it was 40, yeah, Thursday to, to Sunday. And after the first day on Thursday night, I came back and I shared with my sister, and I can, all I could do was cry. On Friday, went there, came back share with my sister all I could do was cry. And I remember my sister said to me after the four days, she said, you know, I started to worry because all you could do, what all you were doing is crying. I said, but those were cleansing tears. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And sometimes we need to shed those cleansing tears.
0: Absolutely. A lot of people are afraid of therapy and talking to a professional caregiver because that stigma is still there. We've heard, you know, people say, "Oh, they're nuts. They're going through this. They're crazy." All those terrible, disheartening statements, because people don't understand it, and it's powerful. It takes over, and it's important to not look at therapy as a bad or scary thing, but something that's going to help you as a
1: tool. Yes. And I know there are some communities who are still struggling with it. There are some communities that it's the first thing they will tell you when you say, well, you know, have you seen a therapist or have you seen a professional? The first question that will come out of their mouth will be, "What do you think I'm crazy? That's the first (laughs) thing they will say to you. Okay. This is, this is expected. Mm -hmm. Understand that know that this will come up. However, I believe that there's, here's my question. If you were, if you saw that I was bleeding, would you tell me to stay, stay home and just put a Band-Aid on it? Or would you send me to a doctor? Send you to a doctor right away. <laughs> of course. Would you think that I'm crazy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so why would you think that going to see a professional is telling people that you are crazy. And And that's the stigma. That's where we have to shift that conversation because what we've done before is not helping us now. And one thing I know for sure, what got you here will not take you there. Mm -hmm. Now,
0: over, I'm going to say the last decade, the workplace has been cognizant of mental health more so um, they put in, put in some policies for flex work time so that you can for those people that you know perhaps are, are going through some traumatic experiences and they need that time, they've they've shifted it so they're trying their very best to be. but it's still not where it needs to be I find you know they bring in a lot of workshops and programs for people to take and they feel that like they're checking the boxes. But yet, at the end of the day, if their stats are not and the bottom line is not impacting, they're going to say, well, so and so's off because they need to to deal with something emotionally. And they look down upon it still, even this far along. So how do we combat that?
1: Well, first of all, we need more people to tell the truth. (laughs) Mm. So if it's not working, it's not working. And second of all, it's like you are not if you are working with someone a therapist a counselor a psychologist a life coach whoever you're working with and it is not working you give yourself permission i'll use that word give yourself permission to find somebody else because in order for it to work you need to have a good connection with someone mm-hmm. okay if you you're not having a good connection with the people the person you are working with, it is not going to work because right there, there will not be, the trust won't be there. So that's the first thing you need to work with someone that you can trust. Okay. That's the first thing. And and I, I say that because I've been in that position because working with people. And the reason I'm saying this is because I have learned a lot in my life. I have studied about this a lot, you know, so for me, I need someone who's going to challenge me. <laughs> if you are going to give me surface <laughs> situations, it's not going to work because I know I go deep. Yeah. If someone doesn't know that about me or is not open to know that about me, then we, we will have some frictions and it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And that's why it is important for you to know what works for you and who do you need to work with in order for you, because this is your healing. This is your transformation. And it is important for you to take responsibility for that.
0: I think that people need to look at the counselors, the social workers, the psychologists, whatever you choose to see, as is your test driving car. You're test driving therapists. Most of them have a free consultation. You got to find the right fit. Because everybody is different, like you said, you need somebody to challenge you. Some people, you don't want somebody that's going to just pat you on the head and say it's okay, it's going to be better. You've got you've got somebody in your family to do that for you. You want somebody that's really going to walk this journey with you, and you've got it. Like you said, the trust has to be there.
1: Absolutely. So that what that means is that you need to tell the truth. Because
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you're saying you go. In, on a session, you go, you, you know, you go, you are with your therapist, your counselor, whoever, the professional you are working with. And then you say, everything is fine. Do you understand what you need to do? Oh, yes, I do understand what I am need to do. And then the next session you come and you haven't done anything. Yes. Everything is fine. Well, most <laughs> and this person is not challenging you. Mm-hmm. And you keep saying everything is fine. How do you think this will work? In, in probably in, not very well not at all <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. that's why it is important to tell the truth and that's one thing I say to the people that I work with please know if you are go, coming to work with me I ask you to always tell the truth even when you are angry I need you to say that I am angry even mm-hmm. if you there is something that is happening I'm asking you to do something and there is a reason why you cannot well I need you to tell me because it is important you be truthful to yourself sometimes acknowledging something is being truthful to ourselves first mm-hmm. and then we can do the work
0: and this is we feel this responsibility i'm good i'm fine i'm well All is great when really inside you're dying and that's not helping you and it's not helping the person that you're dealing with so be honest i love that Garrett. Yeah, what i've also found i don't know if you would agree or disagree on this but so people, hire up, so, you know, it could be the insurance companies, if somebody's taking a leave of absence to go through some therapy, whatever it might be, look like, or even the government, they have this checklist. And I'm sure everybody's been asked at the doctor when you're going through any mental health, health crisis, are you suicidal? They have this checklist, they ask you these questions and if you don't answer a certain way to some, then you're not checking the boxes the way they wanted. They're like, oh, you're fine. But the reality is, there's no cookie cutter solution Mm -hmm. or chart that will, for everybody's different, that manifests differently. And I really Mm -hmm. get angry at these scales or whatever they call them.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I have experienced this 2021. Yes. Uh, 2022 even. Yes. I've experienced this. Because you know, I went to the doctor and I said, "This is," and I explained how I was feeling. Well, do you feel? Do you? Do you? Are you suicidal? No, I don't have no thoughts of killing myself. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But I noticed something that's not okay. That's not right. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, you know, uh, go home. We'll talk. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah.
0: And so they put it off. They put it off. Yeah. see you yeah. Know, check the boxes. Yeah, yeah. When well, you first
1: so get <laughs> <Yeah>. points, you're fine. Hmm. Thank goodness, you know, in my circle of influence, I have many people who are social worker, who are, you know, like, I mean, thank goodness, because if not, what do you do? And that's a, a very good point that you have just brought up, because it, it almost feels like you have to say that you are suicidal in order for you to get the help that you need. And I am saying you don't need to be suicidal for you to feel that you are depressed or that you need help or that you need to move forward and to change and to not feel the way that you are feeling at that present moment.
0: Yeah. And yes,
1: this definitely needs to change because this is, this is crazy making seriously.
0: Yeah. And you know, it it also, we, we talk about this, these uh, stigmas, but it also keeps people stay, not going to asking for help. If they're like, we are not even listening
1: Mm-hmm. Because, okay, so let's say that I feel like I have to lie to say that I have, uh, yeah, I have suicidal, I, I don't know, however you call it, tendencies or whatever. I Let's say that I have to lie to say that because I, I need to have someone to, you know, work with me. Mm-hmm. The other question is, how is that going to show up in my file going forward? That would be a lie. If I'm not feeling this, that would be a lie. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling it, okay, then you need to say it. Yeah. But if you are not feeling it, why do I have to go there if this is not my truth? And how is it going to show up? Because this is the thing. We, we, yes, now it is, we talk about many different things and it is a you know checkbox. Okay, well, yes, this person, this, yes. Uh, here is the other issue and why it is important for you to find someone who's gonna be able to understand you, to find a professional who will be able to understand. Different cultures experience things differently. Yes. Okay. And that could be as trivial as, let's say in the black community, if I am wearing, if I have braids, the way I was brought up is that when you, a lady does not scratch her head. Like I, It's not good to scratch my head in public. So what do we do? We tap her head. Okay? okay? You could be, if I am in the hospital and I'm there tapping, tapping my head, banging on my head, suddenly you think I'm crazy. When in yeah. fact, the only thing I'm doing is I'm trying to not it's have bad. this. Yeah. If you don't know this, you are going to make a wrong diagnosis on someone that you have no idea about their culture, and that's why it's important.
0: Absolutely, and even looking at men and women, men are Mm -hmm. brought up to be strong, not talk about their emotions, not show weakness. Whereas ladies, it's okay for them to cry and to share their emotion, but that's a misconception because it's important for both men and women to do it. So you're right, culture, gender, all of the, the different groups of people. It's just important to be able to be yourself
1: just express yourself. And men, we've heard this many times, you know, how do they say it? Boys don't cry. Mm-hmm. So boys don't cry. As a man, I have bottled up all my emotions mm-hmm. and the way now it's going to show up is that I am an alcoholic. I am someone who beat up the people who don't agree with me, and it could be your wife, your children, or whatever, the emotions that we have not expressed verbally, we are still expressing physically, mm-hmm. which is even worse.
0: Absolutely.
1: It's not because they don't have emotions. It's because we have taught boys, for the most part, that they, sh- they should not talk about their emotions. Like, don't, don't cry. So then if I can't cry, I'm going to punch the wall. Yeah. It's not conscious, but that's what's happening. And that's why we have in a lot of, you know, places, households, we have a lot of battered <laughs> women because, you know, you are with someone who can't speak, talk about their emotions. Mm. Keep it bottled up. And then, then you are you're expressing it in different ways. It is, yes, so true.
0: I also find also when it comes to mental health, people think there's a quick fix. I've admitted it. I've accepted it. Now it's gone. But people don't realize it's just like grieving for a death in the family. You're going through the stages of grief to get to the other side of what you've been feeling. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wish, you know, someone who likes to see things, you know, I'm looking for a solution and woof it appears. That's the kind of life (laughs) I would always live. I wish that that would be like that, but I can tell you that it is not. As I was studying life coaching, and when I say studying, I I had, what I studied, it was about, it was one, more than a year, a year Mm -hmm. and four months. As I was going through this, not only I was being coached on, I also needed to do my practicum meaning mm-hmm. that i need to have practice with other people <laughs> it wasn't a quick fix no it wasn't a quick fix because as you are on this journey to really what it is it's for you to understand who you are why do you do what what you do the way that you do it why do you do it? Why do you get triggered by certain things and not by other things? Why do you have this emotion? What are those emotions there to communicate to you? If you are not taking the time to do some self reflection, it's not going to work. Exactly. So, as someone who really would want things to just poof, magically appear and disappear, that's not the way no. <laughs> therapy works. It's
0: true. And even though you work through it and you acknowledge and you come to the realization with self-reflection and therapy, what the topics and issues are, you may learn how to manage them. They may not fully disappear. Be prepared for that, too, because I find sometimes it's continuous work. It's a journey of discovery and
1: work and really, truly accepting who we are. And that, that takes time. Emphasis on the journey. Because sometimes, you know, a lot of times, this is what I've I've experienced. People go on a seminar. People go on a retreat. People go on a workshop. And, you know, for whatever number of days or weeks sometimes, you know. And they are doing the work. And you're doing the work. And, oh, my goodness, this is great. It's like you feel like you're walking on air because there's a lot of things that you are removing that's no Mm. longer there. And you are feeling great, and you could feel great for like two, three years, and then suddenly you are in a relationship. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everything you've learned, come crashing down. (laughs) Because you have someone who's triggering all parts of you that oh, you thought was resolved and it's not. You have to give yourself some grace. (laughs) So true.
0: You know, the pandemic, Gerda, let's go back there because I think we don't realize the impact it's really truly had on our mental health.
1: No, we haven't realized it. And that's one of the reasons why I thought it would be important for us to have this conversation because this is what I see. I see that in, at least in the way that we show up, we really don't show up. We say one thing, we do another thing. Let's say that we wanted the help of somebody and we asked for the help. And the person said, uh, well, you know, that I wouldn't be able to do it this way, but would that work? Because that doesn't serve us. We just don't answer that person anymore. We just, you know, it's like, it's not that important. She cares. She's asking me for something else or (laughs) So I see the removal of people very quickly without giving them an opportunity to even come to a win-win situation. That is rampant. It's okay. So which doesn't work because mental health also because we were created to be in connection with one another. Mm -hmm. The fact that we are disposing of people very quickly, it's not helping us. And I see this being on the... Rising. There's a lot of that going on. And, and I talk about it because we were created to be in connection. The fact that we are moving people so rapidly, it's going to affect us if it's not affecting us now. But it's easier, isn't
0: it, Carolyn?
1: <laughs> it's not, not really. It's, it seems, you know, to tell you the truth, it seems yeah. easy. It really does. It seems yeah. easy. Like, you know, somebody is getting on my nerves. I prefer not to talk to them and just move. It seems easy, but it's really not because this is what we are not doing. We're not doing the work. (laughs) We're not doing the work in the sense that, well, we need to learn something in that interaction. And that something that we need to learn could have been that, okay, we need to adjust our communication style (laughs) in order for us to have, it could have been that. Mm -hmm. It could have been that we need to adjust our leadership style. That could have been that too. It could have been that we need to remove our own ego. It could have been that, (laughs) okay? Okay. So many different things to learn. But just easier to
0: see and delete.
1: (laughs) Yes, and it's not easy. It, it seems easy, but I can tell you it's not, it's not easy. No. And, and and we do that a lot lately. You're right. And
0: that's one of the things. And you, we're, we are connecting virtually, which is great, but we're missing that human in-person connection. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but sometimes that personal touch, uh, a hug, a pat, Something It goes a long way for some people. And not for everybody. Some people are not t- touchy-feely people. But for those that are, that missing link, it's it really played an impact as well.
1: It has played, well, it has played an impact so much that now we have this, I've, I've seen this, that we have professional huggers. That's how much the impact, Yeah. The, how much we felt that impact. When you think about it, and for most people it's only two years, but there are people who have not been in a relationship for a long time, mm-hmm. meaning no relationship, having nobody to hold them, to, you know, to touch, only touching them. I'm not talking about the sexual part, yeah. but having yeah. someone to, because you know, there are some people who can't go there without going there. Yeah, okay? <laughs> but you know, only having someone to hug, there are some people who haven't had that. Mm-hmm. And we were created to be in connection with one another. Yes. It is, please understand, it is affecting us in a way that we are to this point, at this point, we are only understanding the tip of how it affects us. And as we know, there's
0: no quick solution. It's still going to be for the years to come. We'll be dealing with it and still talking about it and still going through the journey of discovering the triggers, the causes and dealing with what we're going through.
1: Yes, but the important thing is, first of all, to acknowledge it. Second, to work with a professional. Mm -hmm. I would say number three is to take time to meditate and pray. Mm because it is important and it changes your body, changes the molecules in your body. Mm -hmm. Okay? The fourth is journal. Yes. Journal is, to journal is very important. The reason it is important, not only because you are transferring what you have here on a piece of paper, but it is important because once you go back and read it, It helps you make sense of what was up here.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And this is powerful. I can tell you many times, I did not understand what I was, I didn't even know what was the issue. Mm -hmm. But because I journal, when I read it, I I usually go, this is what I was dealing with. Yes, because it was there and it needed to be on paper so that I can read it and understand what was going up here. Yeah, definitely.
0: And find things that bring you joy is another really big
1: one. Mm, yes, and we did talk about this in our when episode about creativity. I think yes, absolutely. so. If you, if you guys want to listen, go back mm-hmm. and listen to the the episode of create about creativity because this yes, find things that bring you joy because you also need to understand that part of you Mm -hmm. as especially as you are dealing with something that is very hard you need to find a space where you can find you can be in your joy you Mm -hmm. know for me the time that I take one of the things that I do that I take time to do my nails because I love to do my so the time that I take to do my nails this is my lovely Time for me with me. Yes. That's one of my joy. What would it be for you, melin
0: You know, it's interesting. Sometimes I just need that uh break from not reality, but like I, I listen to audiobooks. Uh for me, journaling is a big part of it. And then again, just having time to meditate and really think things through, not what I need to do, but what I'm feeling. And that's one thing that I love doing is my emotional journal. I don't do it all the time, but when I'm really struggling. I'll just kind of jot down my emotions and what anything that's triggered it, just so I can go back to that.
1: Yes, yes, great tip, very important, yeah. very important. Do you have anything, you, would you like to add anything to what to our conversation, I would just like one to say, last tip? Okay,
0: for me, this has been such a beautiful conversation, Gerda, it's so relevant. I think so many of us are struggling but we're afraid to speak up. We're, you know, we're afraid of that stigma. We're afraid people are going to think less of us. But it's it's human to feel your emotions. And it's normal to be going through what we are because of the pandemic. So please take the time to take care of yourself. Seek out help if you need it. And definitely
1: talk to somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. How about you, Karen? Thank you.
1: Thank you, Melanie. One, one last thing for me is that remember that mental health Is a part of your health. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You cannot feel good if your mental health is not, you're not well in that area. It is a part of you. So learn to accept that and acknowledge what you are going through and take the steps to get better because you are important. And the world needs you mm-hmm. in it. Definitely. And we have come to the end ah. of this podcast. It's been a beautiful subject. Actually, it's a subject that is very dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Melanie, you know that. It's Me very too. dear to my Absolutely. heart. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's been a beautiful conversation. It might be a little bit uncomfortable for some people, but please understand, we have this con- these conversations, we do them in love mm-hmm. because we believe that you are an important person in this world as we are, all of us are, are an important person in this world. So until next time, Melanie. Take another look. Bye for now.